We'll talk about Mike Tomlin's, how he has dressed, how the Steelers have to improve the effort from certain players on the team, and why Mason Rudolph is the starter moving forward, but the door that's open for Kenny Pickett to return against the Bengals. Locked on Steelers podcast, Chris Carter with Alan Saunders. Let's get into it. You are Locked on Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find the show on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy it. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes as well as our bonus content. We thank you, we thank you for making us your first listen every day because we're your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. As I said before, we're joined by the man himself, Alan Sunder. He's back and he's on the show. You can get all his work at SteelersNow.com. Alan, we got to talk about a lot of things today. We got to do stars and skulls grades. There's going to be some bus tickets that are up in there. But I wanted to lead off with some of the comments from Mike Tomlin. Now, we'll address Mason Rudolph and Kenny Pickett and that stuff in a second here. But I thought we were all asking some very interesting questions today. Uh, and this, we're recording this, of course, on Tuesday, just hours after we spoke, or, or Monday, excuse me, hours after we spoke with Mike Tomlin. Um, and uh, I thought you asked a very interesting question about how, with his experience going into your head coaching position at 17 years, how do you embrace, get your team to embrace change? Uh, and you asked the, the idea of throwing away something maybe you've done a certain way for a long time and doing things differently. And Mike Tomlin comes back saying, you know, it's not, you know, it, you know, it's uh, it's not as challenging for him personally. He's like he's talking about, you know, globally for him personally. He always prides himself in having a hardcore plan, but being light enough on his feet to being open to change and trends. That's just a business model. And he basically says, like, he can be part of change. And I think there's times where he's been part of change with the Steelers. But those were also different times in his career. And I think that right now we're seeing on a consistent basis throughout this season where there are different guys at different times that don't give the right kind of effort, that don't commit to what's needed. And I think that this is a this is a continuing problem where you can't point to my tummy and say, hey, you got to find a different way to approach some of these guys. Well, I mean, look, I I don't know. I think there's this notion from fans and particularly older fans that like Oh, you just got to bench him or kick him in the butt or there's no discipline anymore. Like it's, <laughs> you think benching George Pickens is going to get a positive reaction out of George Pickens? No. Do you think any kind of stern-handed discipline is going to get a positive reaction out of George Pickens? No. Here's what you do. You do what Mike Tomlin has done. You do what Mike Tomlin is continuing to do. You talk with him. You work with him. You try to provide him assets like guy like Allen Robinson. Um, even honestly, like, like Deontay Johnson is like far from blameless in terms of his effort level at times. If Deontay Johnson is a professional that has been there and done that and has gone through a lot of the things that George Pickens seems to be having trouble going through right now, and is also someone who has played the position that he plays at a really high level that George ought to be able to respect and listen to, all you can do is give him everything he needs to come to the conclusion that he needs to change his behavior. At the end of the day, it's up to George Pickens to make that conclusion. 
And if you're Mike Tomlin, all you can do is give him everything he needs to know that he's got to be different. Give him everything he he could need to be different. And if that doesn't happen, then that's an off-season change, not an in-season change. Then you just get rid of George Pickens. Because I don't really think that there's any way that you can do much more than what Mike Tomlin has done in an attempt to get through to him. I, I agree with the, with the notion. It is not the days of yesteryear where military coaches can come in and just be like, you'll do this or else. What do you players say? Okay. Or else what? And then you have no, you have no other line of defense there as a coach. You, you're just like, Oh, well he called my bluff. He's like, I can't, you're not, you're not making a guy drop down and do push-ups. Like that's not like a, that's not like the, the ultimate punishment anymore. Like no one cares about that kind of, that, that kind of stuff. You can make him work hard at training camp and things like that. And there's times for you to, to do that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, and this has always been Mike Tomlin's approach, is like, I'm going to treat you like a professional. I'm going to say, if you if you want to be a superstar or a star or just a really a good, a decent NFL player, I'm going to tell you what you got to do to get there. And I'm going to remind you when you're not doing it. And if you're not, and if you don't need it, that's up to you. We're going to find somebody to do it and, and move on. But the problem is, is when you don't have somebody else to do it, you you don't have you don't have that ammunition nearly as much in in the in the back of your truck. I think that's why the Steelers are able to move on from when Chuksakor for was you know had you know was saying things that they didn't like and doing things they didn't like, and they said we got Broderick Jones, buddy. You don't get to do that kind that, that kind of stuff. We're moving on. But when say George Pickens does, uh, what you got to do? Put put more Allen Robinson in. Put more Calvin Austin in. You're you're kind of in a, in a tougher place there. So. I think that there's there's certainly levels to it, and it's not just Mike Tomlin. That's everywhere in the NFL. That's why so so many people are like, "Do you understand what what it meant for him to keep Antonio Brown under wraps for nine years, and then for him, and then you you saw he couldn't last more than a whole season anywhere else, you know, as as far as that." I, I think that Mike Tomlin. A lot of people, you know, they act like, oh, he's a player's coach. He's too scared to talk to his players. He's not scared to talk to his players. He talk, he gets in their grills all the time. Ask Arthur Motes about all the times that he that he's seen it, you know, when he was with, when he was under Mike Tomlin. There, there's video of him chewing out Marquise Pouncey in a very angry mood and who was flipping out and getting him to come back down to earth and saying, look at me. Mike Tomlin's had plenty of those moments, but you can only play that card so many times before eventually it, everyone's just like, I really don't care what you have to say. And like, I think it's up to the, like, if you're a leader, you have to understand which, like how you can talk to people. You have to understand what works for people. And I think Mike Tomlin throughout his career has been very good at understanding how to motivate people. Look, I'm telling you right, right here, right now, if Mike Tomlin cannot not motivate George Pickens to clean up his act, then George Pickens cannot be motivated to clean up his act. Like, that's the yeah. bottom line. Nobody's going to do it better. Okay. Now, maybe getting traded somewhere he doesn't want to get traded to would be like a wake up call that he would need. But, like, that's the end of the line, man. I, there's nothing else that he can do other than what he's done to get George Pickens' attention. Like, th- there is nothing else. He he has gone on the record on the team's own website on yep. Saturday, went yep. on the record and explained in extensive detail yep. about why what George is doing is wrong, how it hurts George, and how it hurts the team. When has Mike Tomlin ever done that as an entire career? He never even did that about Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. Like, what else? There's no more bullets in the gun. Like, either George is going to get it or he's not. And I don't really know what else Mike can do or say. 
I'm right with you on that. And that's the thing I think where people need to step back and understand is that there's only you can only lead a horse to water so much. It is up to them to drink. And in this case, I think George Pickens, you know, he's being given every chance to 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 clean up what he has to do to show better effort, to be a better teammate. And if he doesn't take it, that that that's on him. And I think that's where I think a lot of people don't understand the disconnect between coaching and what does fall upon the, the players. Now, when it comes to, you know, trying to get that across and seeing who can get that across and, and having that happen across the board, I think one of the biggest solutions, and I talk with Jeff Capel, but with Pitt Basketball about this a lot when it comes to leadership and, and getting guys on the same page, a lot of times you need players on the team that can address it. For example, Plaxico Burris was not a guy who was too serious when he came to the Steelers under Bill Cowher. But you, and it wasn't Bill Cowher that set him straight. It was Heinz Ward who was like, you're not doing this on my watch, buddy. And Heinz Ward also was there for the start of Antonio Brown's career. And I think that he was part of it. I watched David DeCastro, not even the same position. David DeCastro in the, in the Bengals game back in 2017 when Juju Smith-Schuster laid Vontez perfect out. And I watched him after that. He was feeling it. And there were other plays where he was kind of getting loose and starting to do some dumb stuff. And they was about to cost the Steelers in a close game. And after a play, David Castro goes up to Juju Smith-Schuster, grabs him, pulls him in, and, and whatever he said to him, I saw him like just get in his grill and then throw him aggressively. Juju Smith-Schuster shut the heck up, got back in the huddle, and was and was ready to play. No more, no more BS and nonsense. You need players to reinforce that. And like we've talked about on the show, I don't think there's a player like that on offense that's able to do that and galvanize the guys around and get George, a guy like George Pickens in line. And that's where I think Mike Tomlin's biggest challenge is. It's not necessarily saying, George, you got to be better. He's done that. I think it's it's being able to cultivate other leaders in the room, leaders anywhere in the offensive room that can be like, guys, this is unacceptable. Get behind me. We're doing this. Who can set that tone and get the other guys to follow that lead. Yeah, and like, and the other thing is like in the in the context of the culture of an NFL locker room, it can't be Allen Robinson. It like, can't. It, it's got to be somebody. You got to be a job at a high level. Like right. it can't be. It can't be some bit part player. It can't be like, I don't, you know, like, like it just doesn't work. Like you, you have to be someone that is doing the job at a high level to be that person to follow me. Like, and and it doesn't work if it's not. And I don't know that they have the combination of ability and personality with really anyone in this locker room other than Kenny Pickett to be that person. And he's not playing right now. And honestly, I don't really think it's a coincidence that things have gotten worse with George since Kenny has not been in the huddle. I don't think that's a coincidence at all. I agree with your assessment there. I want to talk about Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph because Tom talked about them. We'll do that in the other side of the break here. And then, of course, get to Stars and Skulls, our grades grades episode here on the Locked on Steelers podcast. Chris Carter, Alan Saunders, stick with us. We still got a lot to discuss. <clears throat> but first, we got we to gotta remind you guys, we are sponsored. By Game Time. Game Time is the website that you can go to right now on GameTime.co to buy tickets to your favorite events where it shouldn't be stressful to get tickets. You just enjoy getting your tickets and getting ready for all the fun that you're about to have. Game Time gets you tickets for all your sports events, music, music concerts, comedy, theater events, anything near you. Game Ticket's going to help you get. And the great thing about Game Time is the experience that you're getting on the way 
to, to, to getting that because a lot of times when you're when you're when you're looking for tickets, sometimes you're scrambling. I've been there where I'm trying to find tickets at the last minute, I'm trying to find the best price, and some scalper offers me a great price, and I'm like, I don't know, man, I don't know what those tickets are. Don't ever fall for that in your life. Go to game go, go to gametime.co or download the, the app on your phone and go to that game time on the app, and you'll see all the best prices available for all the tickets that are that are out there. And not only that, you'll see the view from those seats right in the app so that you know. Oh, I'm not getting scammed out of my money. Game time is getting me a real deal here. That's what's that's what's available here. Exclusive flash deals for all your football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy theater, hockey, whatever tickets you want to get. Game time is going to help you get, and they have the best price guarantee that can't be beat. Because if the, if you find tickets in the same section in a row for less somewhere else, Game Time will credit you 110 percent of the difference in those prices. Snap the tickets without stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Or go to the website. GameTime.co. Terms and conditions apply. Create an account and redeem code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host Chris Carter here with Alan Saunders of SteelersNow.com. Okay. Alan, before we get to grades, let's talk about what Mike said about the quarterback situation. I wanted to lead off with the effort part because I felt like that was more central to the Steelers' problems right now that people will need to see moving forward. But let's talk about the quarterback situation. Uh, Mike Tomlin acknowledged Mason Rudolph is being is going to be worked as if he's going to be the starter this week, uh, officially benching Mitch Trubisky. But he also said that Kenny Pickett is doing pretty well in his recovery work right now in rehab. And you tweeted this out, I think, on Saturday or Friday last week, saying I wouldn't put away that Kenny Pickett could be back against Cincinnati. And now Mike Tomlin has said, we're leaving the door open for Kenny to play in this game. So it's not a given that Mason Ruff's going to start in this game, but he will be practicing as if he will be getting ready for that. Uh, you made a very good correlation to a, se- to a season that I covered, to a game that I even covered. Kenny Pickett in the 2020 season for Pitt football, they were having a really good season, and Kenny Pickett got hurt, and it fell apart. They lost three straight. They got blown out, they shut out. They were being destroyed. And then I had to cover them in Tallahassee in, in, at, at Florida State. They were supposed to get crushed. And as I'm walking up to the stadium, I get a text message that says, Kenny Pickett's starting, and he's back. And so I had to break down, break the story, get it all, get it all out there. And then Kenny Pickett goes out there just having surgery a few weeks ago. No one thought he was going to be back. And he balls out. Pitt wins. And they went out for the rest of the season, except for they lost they lost to Clemson, but saved their season and set up what would be the big season he had after that. And you said it'd be interesting to see if he could do something like that this week. What do you think of the chances of Kenny Pickett being able to galvanize this team if he is able to come back from injury? I think it would go a long way to helping a lot of their issues on offense in terms of attitude, character, leadership. Like, I don't, I'm, and that's not like me throwing stones at Mitch Trubisky. Like, I don't think he's a bad leader. I just think that Kenny deserve, has deservedly earned a different level of respect from his teammates. And I, I think that matters in that huddle. Um, I think he, he has a deeper connection with George Pickens, the person that came in together as rookies. I think they understand each other. I think he is better at finding him. Like he just, you know, he's more able to get him the ball. Um, yeah. and so I think it would solve a lot of those problems. Now it doesn't solve any problems if he can't move well enough to protect himself, because right. as we're about to get to the blocking has been a little bit suspect 
And it doesn't do anyone any good if Kenny Pickett – look, I don't think there's – there's no chance that they're going to let him play if there's any possible chance that he could do w- more damage to his ankle. Right. But if he's out there limping around and he gets his arm knocked off, that doesn't help anyone. Either. You know, like he's got to be able to protect himself and get out of the way. But if he can do that – and I'm I'm certainly open to the – idea that Kenny Pickett could play this week. I, I I am too. Let's talk quickly about Mason Rudolph because we do got to get to the grades. Mason Rudolph getting the start. I, I do feel like this is more of like a Mitch just did, hasn't had it. They've given him several chances to have it. And we'll get to my grade of, of Mitch Trubisky this week. But I think this is more of a, they need something to spark the offense and Mitch ain't sparking nothing. So let's just give Mason a shot because it can't get much worse than it has been. He can take care of the ball. I think that's the bottom line. You can yeah. you can t- you can tolerate a lot of of mediocre quarterback play if you can take care of the ball. Um, and I thought both of the interceptions in that game were egregious. Like George, first of all, wasn't even really open on the first one, and then Trubisky missed him by half the field. I mean, Pickens literally was like literally feeling a punt. Like he had to like turn around and come back to get to it. And then the second one just. All the bad tendencies we've seen, not really pressured, backpedaling, throwing off his back foot, misses him high. I mean, it's it sure felt like Mitch, you know, was was not anywhere near uh, his his potential. And when you when you don't do what you're told and you're not playing very well, you get benched. I mean, that's pretty much the end of the the end of that story. I don't really think anybody has any delusions of grandeur for what Mason Rudolph is going to bring to the table. Um, I think this is mostly about benching someone who didn't do what he was asked and giving people the perception of leaving no stone unturned. I think that could be certainly interesting there. Um, I, I think, like you said, bottom line, don't turn the ball over and 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 give your players shots to, to win some in, in some passing situations. But again, if Kenny Pickett's back, I, I think it'd be very interesting to see. I think it'll. Can you imagine being Mason, Mason Rudolph? Mason Rudolph is Charlie and, Brown, man. And then, start, and then Kenny gets the st- like, yikes! yikes. It, like this, and, and to be to be fair, to be clear, this is nothing bad about Mason Rudolph. Like that dude had the worst debut season in 2019. He comes in, everything's starting to build. He's starting to build some consistently, build some momentum. Then Earl Thomas knocks him out of the game with a, with a, with a headshot that just completely disheveled him. Then when he gets back, he starts to build some momentum. Then he has a bad game against the Browns and Miles Garrett not only clocks him over the head with his own helmet, but then also accuses him of using a racial slur. Then when he comes back from that, he gets his collarbone broken against the Jets and and it was just a the roughest 2019 season ever. And then finally Ben's back. He's not going to play over Ben Roth burger and then the, and then when ben's gone they not only sign mitch trubisky but draft kenny pickett he's just never i think this man has been the ultimate charlie brown at the quarterback position for the steelers and just as far as bad luck that has happened his way and it doesn't mean that he he deserves sympathy for bad play because he's been bad at times and he's kind of earned that so and that sometimes but i think he deserves some credit for not being a complete jerk about it, this whole situation and all the things he's never pouted about it. He's just kept coming to work. And I think that is something that should be appreciated. Let's get to our stars and skulls grades because that's what a lot of people are waiting for right now. 
Let's remember our, our rubric, the more stars, the better, the, the more skulls, the worse. Three stars is the max. Three skulls is the max. We also have the elusive bus ticket grade, which may pop out today. Uh, but let's start with the stars here. Before oh, there we are stars? I, I'm, a I'm just, just checking. Just, hey, I, listen, you know. after, that, after that game, it was it was tough. I, I, I do my all-22 watch, and so I did some all-22 watch, and I did have to say there were some stars. There's one two-star player. You know who it is. Everyone knows who it is. It's T.J. Watt, the man who had two sacks, and he just continues to do And eventually, like, he's out of the game when when the other team can realizes, oh, we're just going to attack the middle part of the field, and we're going to double-team him and not let him get through. But T.J. Watt, two sacks, now leads the NFL in sacks uh, and might end up leading the NFL in sacks on the whole season for, like, a, what, a third or fourth time in his career? Uh, the guy, the guy's a Hall of Famer already. He continues to do his thing. Quickly, I had a, I had a few one stars here. I thought, I thought of the offensive line. I went back. Isaac Sayomalo actually held his own, and, he, and there were times where I felt like he was the one looking around, being like, "Okay, it looks like I'm the only one that showed up to block today." So I gave him a star for that. Alex Highsmith, I thought held down the other edge when, uh, when he when it came his way. Um, and that's why they started attacking the middle. Patrick Peterson was targeted twice in this game, allowed zero catches, um, and had to rotate to safety once all the things that happened at safety happened. Um, I thought that that was impressive, so I get him a star there. Connor Hayward blocked the punt. Nick Herbig was okay when he was in on defense and recovered the punt, um, so they get stars. Deontay Johnson, for what he was asked to do, did okay uh, in catching the ball. Keanu Benton, uh, I thought he was the best defensive lineman. I still don't know why he doesn't play more for the Steelers. I think that's a that is a personnel question I have for for, for, for the Steelers at times. And then Alandon Roberts continuing to just do the dirty work as best as he can, even while he's playing amongst uh, a bunch of hurt up guys in the secondary in the linebacker position for the Steelers. Alan, any any objections to my one stars here? No, I thought Patrick Peterson's play was honestly kind of undersold. I mean, it's tough to like talk about positives in the react in the immediate aftermath of a season crippling loss, but like the man played like 20 snaps of safety in his life and was awesome yeah. back there. I look great. Like I, I he really deserves a lot of credit for that. Um I'm not sure like Watt and Highsmith were good in pass rush, but I think they were a part of that defensive run game collapse that I maybe would have knocked them each down a peg, maybe just given Alex a neutral and maybe only given TJ one star just because the defense collapsed at the end. And like, man, I don't know. It would be really hard for me as a player to go do my job after my coach literally just punted the game away in the fashion that he did. And so I, I can sort of understand the frustration of those individuals, but it was still not, you're still professional, still not good enough in terms of the run defense from a guy who I don't even know. Like, dude, I watched so much football. I'm at the senior bowl. I'm at the combine. I covered the draft like nobody's business. I literally had never heard of Tyler Goodson before yesterday, Saturday, like Saturday. Like, I don't know who he is, where he came from. Half the game I was calling him Mark Goodson, who <laughs> is a guy who was playing in the NFL a couple decades ago. You can't let that happen. You just you can't. can't. I'm sorry. And no, so I, I agree. I think I would probably bump those guys down a notch. Everybody else I really agree with on that list, though. The only reason I do that is because when I was looking back at the film, the Colts were doing a very good job, the same thing the Texans did, at making sure that the edges will not matter. We're going to beat you up the middle and in between them, and that's where we get to a lot of the skulls and 
some bus ticket grades here on on the Locked On Steelers podcast. He's he's Alan Saunders. I'm Chris Carter. Stick with us. We got the graveyard of of grades coming up here with all the skulls and bad grades that are coming up after that atrocious performance here uh, with the Steelers and Colts game. But stick with us here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. But first, I want to remind you this show is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You need to write people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make that easier, to find people that you want to talk to easier, faster, and for free. Create a free job post in just minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to, to reach your, your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. We're back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Uh, Alan, right, real quick before we get to the skulls here, I, I got to address something that happened earlier today, and it was after the Tomlin press conference. DeMonte KZ suspended for the entire season for the Steelers, and I think there's a lot of people that are probably like, why aren't they talking about this? I want to address this quickly because I think that there's there's not too many talking points to go in different directions here about it, but um, – I felt like the flag in the moment, I felt like the flag was warranted. You know, it's still a hit to the, the defenseless receiver in the head or neck area. I felt like the ejection was a bit egregious because an ejection to me should come when a player does nothing to protect the other guy. And you could clearly see DeMonte Casey was trying to go like waist level. And then Pittman laid out into in, at his helmet and Casey turned his shoulders to, to avoid the helmet to helmet hit as best as he could. But that's a play where you're trying to make a play on a ball. And then you're just, you get there and it's like, Oh crap, bang, bang play. I'm going to try to at least turn my shoulders. I felt like again, flag fine. Uh, 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 you know, kicked out of the game. I thought ejection, I thought that wasn't much. I think suspending for the entire season is a lot. I know it's based off of his past history, but man, I, I'd look at that play and be like, if that's a if that's an ejection, who boy, if that's a suspension for the rest of the season, who boy, there's a lot of guys that need to go. I thought I expected him to get a game. I'm a little surprised it's three. A game a um, game would have made sense. Again, I would have understood that, but the whole yeah. season, I was like, gee. Yeah, I think it'll get reduced on appeal. That's my guess. Um, his history plays into that a lot. I gave sure. I'd be in Zachary Smith on the Steelers Afternoon Drive podcast on Monday afternoon, went into this a lot and 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 go check that out because I gave kind of my full thoughts. But um I'm okay with this hit being a suspension. I don't like it. I don't like anything about he's not trying to play the ball. He's trying to deliver a blow to a defenseless receiver. His head is down. He's not looking at the ball. He's not looking for the ball. And in fact, he gave up an opportunity to try to take the ball away from the player in order to try to punish him physically. And it's, it's honestly, it's like unnerving to watch the hit to what happened. A nasty hit. I, mean, I agree with that. I don't, I don't like it. I'm fine with it being a suspension. Make it 
I mean, I'm I'm with you that I'm not sure that that's the way that's always officiated, but I'm I'm okay with that. I, I'm I'm again. I think the flag was warranted. I thought the, the the kick it out of the game was 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 a little much, and I think a suspension for a game would have been fine. The whole season, I, I think that's a very odd precedent to set, and I, I, I guarantee you, the next time a Steelers player is knocked out to the head. Uh, you know, Mason Rudolph is, is quite an example. We talked about him getting killed by Earl Thomas, and he, w- he was allowed to come in. That was a much worse hit to a much more defenseless person than that was. And Earl Thomas played again that year. Um, I, I think that there's uh, there will be a lot of people pointing at, well, you called it that way over here. Why aren't you calling it that way over there? That's also, Earl gonna... Thomas does not have five fines and a suspension already on his and I agree. Record. Again, that's the big but, difference there. Th- th- that is a difference. But again, I just think that play itself, when we're talking about that one play, that's that's a tough way to, to end a person's entire season. Say, even if you even said, hey, three games, you only got three games left, I would have been like, all right. But they said, even if he co- even if the playoffs happened, that's where I was like, which could be, which could make like, okay, not t- talking like just in general, that could be seven games. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's my point. That, that, that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that, you know, anyways, I'm, I, I get they're trying to protect people in the NFL, but I felt like that that was an overstepping of the line that if you go, if you go look for consistency, there will not be consistency for that when other guys take similar hits, but let's get to the grades here uh, and get to, and get to some of the skulls. Uh, we'll start with the one skulls to work our way up one skull grades. I got the Marvin Leal. He wasn't in the game for long, but when I noticed him, I was like, Oh man, uh, there's some regression going on there uh, as far as his work on the defensive line. I'm starting to understand why he doesn't get more uh, chance, chances there. I felt Larry Ogunjobi, he did have a sack, but he, I thought he was a big part of the problem when the Steelers were uh, um, actually, woo, uh, I think there's a couple of these that I've, that I've accidentally double-taked here. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just make an edit here. Um, DeMarvin Leal, Larry Ogunjobi, Presley Harvin. Yes, Michael Walker, Trenton Thompson are later in the in these grades. Ooh, I threw okay. Pat Frymuth in, in here. Um, because I felt like his blocking was lacking. I didn't, I, the, the, the receptions that he didn't get weren't his fault. Mitch Trubisky, we'll get to him later, but there were some, I, I, I had been noting for weeks that, um, Pat Frymuth's blocking had looked better. I thought it, it, it took a step back in, in this game, but again, our, my real one-star grades, I, I meant to, our one skull grades, excuse me. I meant to take out Walker and Thompson here, uh, but Liao, Okunjobi, Harvin, and Frymuth, we have more skulls coming though, very, very soon here. I think I'm. I might be willing to give Harvin too, just because of like the accumulation. And I understand that you're only talking about one game, but like, I just, for me, you only get so many opportunities at that position. Like you can't be, you can't be having like one skull grades all the time. Like, and I think that's where we are with him. I think I would be, I think I would be willing to be more disclosure. I completely botched making the one skull grades because uh, Presley Harvin did get to oh, the there we go. I just, hey, I, just hey. I guess I just left him there from last week and I forgot okay. to flip off. All right, all right. Uh, so that's my bad for that. So Presley Harvin did get two skulls. That's my fault. Okay. Uh, but, all right. Well, like, then let's go to the two skulls. Let's get to this two skulls. I got Cam Hayward. I thought this might have been one of Cam Hayward's worst games I've seen him in. And I, I there's no doubt he's dealing with injuries and he's older and it's tough. But, man. There were times that I thought that he could have been better at in the middle, and he wasn't. I gave George Pickens two skulls. I almost gave him three skulls, but there were some plays I thought that he made, and at least he got in, in open positions that if Mr. Trubisky delivers a winnable ball, 
they they do a lot better there. But there's no excuse for his lack of blocking on Warren's play. Uh, and there was absolutely no excuse for not winning that jump ball situation uh, that was that was intercepted there. And I understand the defender did get there early and pushed him in the back and everything. But you're George Pickens. You were just talking about how you only get three and four yard routes. And when your quarterback delivers a jump ball between you and a safety that's not Minka Fitzpatrick or some superstar out there, you better come down with it or at least make sure he doesn't. That's why I gave him a two-skull grade. I, I felt like his effort's been lacking. I also threw in Najee Harris, Presley Harvin, as we said. There's nothing that needs to be else to him. I, I think need to move off of Presley Harvin. I also threw in Najee Harris. I thought he had some bad vision in this game, and that fumble could have couldn't have come at a worse time. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I, George, the, the effort thing is is what it's all about to me. I thought it was generally pretty good in terms of his play at wide receiver. Um, the 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 jump ball thing, I don't know. I kind of got a like 50-50 that one. It was such a bad pass that he was, was actually like throw. he actually did a good job of being aware enough to get back to the spot, and then he got beat on the jump ball. I don't know. I I blame that Paul more for from Trubisky than I do for Pickens, just because look. If you miss a receiver that much, it's getting intercepted more often than it's getting caught. Even though George did eventually get into position to make a catch, and he probably should have at least not let it get intercepted. Um, that's the that's the one there for George. Is like you don't have to catch the ball, just don't let it get intercepted. You know, you kind of got to know when you're going to get it and when you're not, and play a little bit of defense. Um, but for me, Pickens is all about the effort and the attitude. You know. Great photographer at Steelers now. Ed Thompson has a mm -hmm. shot of him sulking on the bench again. Like one year ago, he had the same exact picture in Indianapolis. Like it was, I'm just and they like, won that game. <laughs> I'm just like, come on, man. Um, Joey Porter Jr. Yeah, a flag. It's just a flag. He's playing good defense. He's got to be, and it was unnecessary. It was, it was, and I think it was kind of a ticky tack call, but it was, it just wasn't needed. You didn't like, need it. Yeah, you, you got to, as what, 12? 12 DBI yeah. calls on this year. Yeah. And, and there was, there was another play while Minka Fitzpatrick was still in where it was a big play that he gave up over the middle. And you could see he misunderstood the play call. Cause if you watch the all 22 play on, on it, you can see Minka Fitzpatrick go up to him and be like, I need you here, man. I need you here. And I, he's, I also think that the touchdown was wide receiver number two, DJ Montgomery is another guy I never heard yeah. of before in my life. I'm pretty sure that was on Joey too. If you see the other side of the defense, both of the internal interior guys turn their mm -hmm. hips like they're mm -hmm. playing man, right? And Joey passes. So yeah. like it's really hard without knowing the play call, like who screwed it up. But it's two against one. Like I'm just gonna assume that it was man, and Joey should have stayed with this guy. If two guys on the other side of the defense were were going with their man, so yeah, I, not not the not the greatest. All right, time for our three skull grades, and this is how bad it is right now. Three skull grades used to be very rare. Like we, like you, you had to do some really bad stuff to get three skull grades. And we have five people on three skull grades right now. I got Broderick Jones here. I thought this was his worst game yet of the season. Letting guys get inside of him, not finishing blocks, just being terrible. This is James Daniels' worst game of the season as well. I gave him three skulls as well, as well as Trenton Thompson, Michael Walker, and Mark Robinson. And if you're wondering where some people are because they're not being named here, don't worry. We have another grade for them coming here. But Broderick Jones, James Daniels, Trenton Thompson, Michael Walker, Mark Robinson, all three skull guys for me here. Alan, am I being too harsh on anyone here? 
maybe Trenton Thompson, just because my expectations for him were not particularly high to begin with. And he did play through a stinger, which is one of the most painful injuries. It, 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 you he did have. play some pain. I'll give him credit for that. So, I, I maybe, maybe a little rough on Trent. Michael Walker is another guy where I, I look at the defensive coverages and like so many guys are screwing up. They're like a lot of balls get caught in the area where Michael Walker is. And people are like, Oh, there he is again. I'm like, it's not all him. Like there are breakdowns that are happening all around him. I'm not sure I would, I would go as hard on those two guys. Everybody else there deserves to be there. Roger Jones was bad. And then, yeah. Well, Hey, don't worry. Let's get There's, the worst. We'll get the worst. And uh, as y'all know, we have what are called the bus ticket grades. When you're so bad, you don't even get skulls. You get bus tickets. This is the most bus tickets I've ever handed out for a single game. We've got three of them. Can you guess who the three are, Alan? They are uh, Mason Cole, his second of the year, and yeah. uh, Dan Moore and Mitch Trubisky. 100% correct, sir. Your, your skills of deduction know no bounds. But – I invented the bus ticket. I better know what they look like when I see them. Okay. This is true. You started right. the bus ticket with Marcus Allen last year right on this show, and we have kept it around uh, because guys deserve bus tickets. And listen, Mason Cole it, it gets the award for the first guy to ever receive multiple bus tickets in the same season, and I think it's also even back-to-back weeks. Um, this, I think it was two this, out of three. I think no, no, it's two out of three. That's right. It was the Cardinals game that he got it. Yeah. So he gets a break for last week, but man, Allen, uh, him and Dan Moore, we'll get to Mitch in a sec, but him and Dan Moore, I mean, their efforts, there were some plays where everyone else did their jobs and those two alone crushed everything. And I was just, it just, it just highlights how badly the Steelers need to draft, draft or sign a center and draft and sign another tackle, whether it's right or left, and just play, find a guy who's really good at a spot, teach Broderick Jones the opposite spot of, spot of that, and and get a center and roll roll with this with this offensive line next year. And legitimately, I think that 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 those two things alone could turn this offensive line into highly inconsistent, into a much better consistent group that could even put the Steelers' offense into new heights. I'll go one step further than that. I think Chuk should play this week. I thought that's how Ooh. bad Dan Moore was. That, that I think that they should, and we got our. We can just just make sure we got it here. Uh, I, I I think Chuk should play this week. I thought Dan Moore was awful. I think whether Mason or Kenny plays, you're going to be dealing with a quarterback with limited mobility. I think Chuk's is the best pass blocker. Your three tackles. I think he's got to play. I think you got to get Chuk's back in the lineup. So um, go go to right and broader. Go to left. However, you figure out the best way to do it. I think he's got to get back in the lineup. Um, I I, I think that Dan Moore. That was such an awful performance that that should not be able to continue to play. And I think for the second year in a row, the Steelers' number one offensive offseason priority is going to be finding a way to get Dan Moore out of the starting lineup. And really, that pretty much says just about everything that you need to say about how poorly he's played. It's not necessarily his fault that he's in the position that he's in. It was a bad draft pick in the first place. It was a bad management of roster space that he was as a rookie, the guy that needed to be there, and that there were so many other problems that it was allowed to not be considered a priority until 
this offseason, but it cannot continue. It can't go no further. He can't start another game at left tackle. I'm sorry. I just don't think so. I would get Chooks in the lineup now, and I would find another way to replace him this offseason. Period. It's done. It's over. Mason Cole, I can actually be slightly more forgiving to because I felt like in this game, the Steelers' offensive game plan was extremely bo- – oh, one more – hold on. One more thing about Dan – the Steelers have been very complimentary towards the Steelers, towards the Indianapolis defense coming yeah. into this game. So let me just say here, those Colts edge rushers stink. None yeah. of them are very good. Of these, of these 17 sets of edge rushers the Steelers are going to play this year, that's a bottom five group, and they beat cook, that though. man like a drum all yeah. game long. Let them okay? cook. So saying that though however DeForest Buckner is that dude as a defensive tackle I agree and the Steelers were running right at him all game and they were running plays that involved Mason Cole who has admittedly struggled all year solo blocking Buckner and I'm like why 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 would that be the plan just Mm -hmm. don't like when Tomlin said our coaching staff did not do a good enough job of putting our players in positions to succeed, that is one of the things that immediately, like, giant flashing lights to me, like, yeah. Like, it was very clear if you looked at that game plan that the Steelers did not have the horses to execute it. They did not have a center that could complete that block regularly. So I am a little bit more forgiving for Cole here just because I felt like the assignments they were giving him were ill-advised he still did not do his job very well in general he also and like look i wrote this in my in my post game column there's a lot of damning with faint praise that happened in that one but like he did snap the ball well okay, <laughs> okay. that's that's where snap, we're at is he, he snapped snap the ball he did snap the ball well okay oh, man. so i've got some praise for cole some trubisky though man he just looks like he's defeated he does yeah. not look like he has it. He's not playing anywhere near his capability as a quarterback. And he and he, he made the big bad. You can't you can't be dangerous with the ball. And honestly, if you look at these last three games and you break down all those throws, his interception total feels low. Feels like there could have been more out there. Oh, there could have just been. were not just were not intercept. Like it could have been even worse than it was. It could have been worse. And that's where I that's why I gave Mitch Trubisky a bus ticket here. And literally because he got I me mean, when when Mason Rudolph has to start be, and you're healthy, that that you literally that is a bus ticket. That is there. It's another one where like okay, so they signed him in 2022 to be the starter. He failed at that job. They re-signed him. He gave him a new contract this offseason to be the backup. He's now failed at this job. It's time to move on. Like yeah, I, he I can't come I back. He's got to go. You got to the cap hit is not that bad. Somebody else in that spot next year, 100. percent and and I think that's a that, that's going to be an important part of this offseason too. And that's that's the other problem. Real quick before we go, because we're way over our time. Ross Jackson's going to kill me. Um, but I, I think that's the other problem the Steelers are running into right now. They have way too many needs. They need center. They need offensive tackle. They need backup quarterback. They need another receiver. They need another. Uh, they need. I think they need help on the D line. They need help at linebacker. They need help at corner. They need help at safety. That's eight positions I just named. That's a lot of th- that's a lot of needs going into an offseason. Yep. And and if you're talking about like, hey, you got to get rid of George Pickens because he's uh got attitude problems, well, the, you gonna make it nine? Like, like, <laughs> but, like what, you know, like it really handcuffs your ability to deal with those kind of locker room issues when you've 
got so so much positional talent deficiencies. Yeah, a lot of issues for the Steelers to clean up. We'll talk about how they clean those up on tomorrow's episode. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, he is Alan Saunders bringing the fire. Whenever we get we bring the bus tickets, he can he gets really he gets really. I mean, you get really into those bus ticket grades. I love that's why I keep bringing you back. I, I'm just going to start issuing bus ticket grades just to get some reactions out of you. Uh, I got to agree you. with it though. It can't be I've I've, I've it can't be unnecessary. But if you <laughs> earned it, man, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give uh, it. Ab- absolutely. I don't let people can find you, follow you, get more of your work. A Saunders underscore PGH. On Twitter, PGH Steelers Now is my site's account, SteelersNow.com, and Steelers Afternoon Drive podcast on YouTube or wherever you find uh, your podcast. More from me and Zachary Smith. I went into much de- uh, deeper detail on my thoughts on the DeMonte KZ hit and whether the NFL was right to suspend him in yesterday's episode, so go check that out. Absolutely. Check all that out. Thanks, Alan, for joining us here in the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Read my work at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, post-gazette.com, and find me here on the Locked On Steelers podcast every Monday through Friday, breaking down your Pittsburgh Steelers, your team every day. And thank you for all those who are listening to us first every day. Uh, we're back tomorrow with more talk about your Pittsburgh Steelers right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. 